Next up, Total System Services, ticker TSS. Why did we come onto this name? Got through the screen. It's got a combination of a return on capital and an earnings yield that when you rank them, uh, you know, we're in the top 100 on that ranking. Total System Services, now this is a business I like a lot. They provide electronic payment processing, merchant services, and related services to financial and non-financial institutions. Now the cool thing about that is they probably take like a half a penny or a quarter of a penny per transaction of something. You absolutely need them for everything to go smoothly. And you don't want to have to shop for somebody else unless there's a service disruption or they disappoint you in some way. And it's so cheap compared to your profits that it costs you too much to shop, in effect. So these can be very long annuities. So when I see one of those things and it's seven times EBITDA, just as I was saying, one over seven, that's a 14% cash-on-cash return. The long treasuries are two and a half. And... I don't want to predict the longevity of the United States as a nation and the value of the uh, the Treasury, but these services, unless we head back to the Middle Ages, are going to be here for all time. Whichever government is running the world, uh, you're going to need these kinds of things, and so I like that. Their returns on assets are in the teens, EBITDA margins consistently in the 20s and 30s, and uh, this one has... A pretty clean balance sheet, uh, 17% debt to cap, and uh, and so uh, I like that. I think that they've got some kind of annuity that's undervalued here. Well, you know, um, this is this is sort of interesting. Um, something happened in 2011 because you 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 had a pretty big jump in stock price. Um, and it wasn't really recovering from much. The stock was up almost 27%. And I'm looking at these numbers and I'm seeing something. What's that? Well, I'm seeing a company that's paid $0.28 cents a share forever. And all of a sudden in 2011, for the first time ever, dividends go up to $0.31. Cents. This would be a hard one on uh, Guess the Dividend. It would be. But it's 28 28 28 28 28 and boom, 31 See, I wouldn't have said 31 I would have said 28 I wonder why. Yeah. Yep. So. That, you have to fine-tune that algorithm, Ah, but this was obviously a special case. So you've got a big jump in dividends. At the same time, long-term debt goes from $225 million to $65 million. So debt's down, and they're saying, hey, maybe some of this stuff which used to go to debt service, we're not going to dividend out to shareholders. If that's the case and there's more to come, well, that could be kind of exciting. Now, dividend, or I should say revenues have been, you know, fairly flat, but again, you know, I'm looking at the, the stock's 21, target price is 25, there's 21 analysts, no real revisions in, in earnings numbers for, the, for this group. Technically, it looks good, 16% upside, you put that on top of a 1.8% dividend, that's not bad, that's not bad. I mean, so I, I'd, I'd look at it from that perspective too, um, but... Well, one thing I'd note is, again, there's 21 analysts covering it. So I don't always, you know, there's probably not a lot of fundamental information that Mo and I are going to be able to uncover here on the show. But here's the thing. 21 analysts, a lot of times you get groupthink. 
No one wants to risk their bonus. I bet all their estimates are within a penny or two of each other because the company is guiding them to within a nickel range or something. But here's what you don't get guidance on when you're an analyst. Is this an annuity? So just think about that. You're not getting guidance. The company's not going to say, you know, they, they rarely wade into the question of what should the multiple be? You know, they have their view. It's fun to talk to management teams about what they think their stock is worth, but then they kind of give you a puzzled look and say, isn't that what you're supposed to tell me? And the fact is, yeah, it is. And so in this case, I think what the analysts may be missing is simply uh, because sales have been flattish, so it's not really showing up in the numbers exactly. And of course, this is for entertainment purposes only, so I may have no idea what I'm talking about, but I think... Once you're embedded in a series of devices that help somebody make money, and here it's going to be retailers and banks and all kinds of, it looks like credit cards and things like that. Once you're embedded in all that, I mean, really, is someone going to undo all that? It costs them more than they could possibly save by replacing you. So I think that uh, for whatever reason here, and the stock has been doing well, so it's hardly like it's down, but um, the EBITDA has been showing some gains the last couple years after the recession. Returns on uh, assets have been rising each year the last three years. Again, that's coming out of this recession. EBITDA margins, EBIT margins, all rising consistently the last three years. And that's on down sales, by the way. So they're making some good choices about uh, you know which businesses to focus on. It might very well be the case that the reason sales are down is that they're walking from bad businesses, and you know that suggests. I mean, you have to go do the work, but there could be some new managers here. Sometimes you have companies that are run by scientists who invented all this stuff, but they don't know how to run a company or price things or what to do, and so you know maybe they got to the edge of the envelope on the technology. And they're not making enough money, so they hire, you know, some business people to run the firm. And, and you know, there's evidence here uh, that, that, that I mean, that not strong evidence, but that could be going on. But something good's going on right now, yep. and yep. it's cheap, so I like it. Okay, 